Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Hey guys, we're on, we're live. We're Let's live. Make sure this is a one take Jake, who knows? Yeah, who knows? You guys, we, we never actually don't, we never do multiple takes. It's so funny. And I, we never edit too. No, I had a client who she recorded an episode. She has a podcast partner and she did their first one. And then her podcast partner said, let's do it again and like try it again. I was like, never do that because <laughs> one, you try to remember what you said before and it just doesn't come it out the same way. Yeah. And then you just get practice doing it. So yeah. I, I also like, think it's better it. listening if it sounds like it's a real conversation. Yeah. I and agree. it's not because I've definitely listened to some before and you can tell like some things are cut off and then like imposed in and you're like, wait, it just f- sounds definitely different. You're like what happened? Dude, well, actually, we weren't planning on doing this episode. We actually had two interviews scheduled for today and both ended up canceling. Yeah. We sat so in the we car. got to talk to each other again. <laughs> yeah. I like these ones anyway. I think they're more fun. So we were... You know, we always sit there and go, okay, what are we going to talk about today? And there was something that's come, it come up. I had a, I have like a little list, a master list of like podcast ideas. And I wanted to talk about project, projection. And in the context of projecting your stuff on other people, like when something happened to you, you start to see it everywhere. And this kind of came up, uh, it's come up multiple times actually, but it, it was brought up again yesterday. I was having lunch with a girlfriend who just had surgery to remove a suspicious mole from skin cancer. And I had a tank top on and all of a sudden she just points out the spot on my arm. She's like, oh my gosh, you need to get that looked at. And I go, well, it's just like a, I think it was like a zit and I just picked at it and then made it scabby. She was like, well, I had one like that and it just kept looking like a scab and kept coming back. And I go, well, it hasn't keep coming back. And she goes, well, I'm just really, you know, looking at everybody's skin really diligently because this just happened. So she's like staring at my skin, staring at Jeff's skin, just like looking for moles. And I'm just like, whoa. But it's kind of one of those funny things where when something comes into our field of vision or whatever in our life, suddenly we start noticing that on other people and then even projecting. I'm like, whoa, just because you had your mole removed doesn't mean this is skin cancer on my arm. It's just a, f- you know, thing I picked on. Yeah. So no, I, it's so good. It's like, and you can, and I feel like we see this in a lot of different facets of our life, like in our romantic relationships, like we've talked a little bit about kind of like the baggage that you bring from like an old relationship. And especially if you have gone through something traumatic in, I mean, obviously like, you know, getting cancer removed is somewhat traumatic, um, you know, going through betrayal, divorce, et cetera, like is traumatic. And so I think we have the lens of infidelity of the infidelity lens. We have the narcissist lens. We have the mental illness lens. We have like wherever the thing is that we have had, maybe we've overcome that thing. We've surmounted that obstacle. We want to make sure that other people know if like, we want to kind of almost prevent maybe other people from or we want to just be in the know. Like we want to, like, for example, you and I have talked a lot about, like, or at least I have about not wanting to project the idea that like all men cheat onto my current relationship, my future relationships. Mm-hmm. But I find myself looking at patterns of things and going, well, this pattern happened before. So maybe this is the thing when that really doesn't serve the relationship because it's a whole different person, whole different relationship. And so I think sometimes we do because the human brain wants to connect the dots. It makes us somehow feel in control. 
to yeah. be able to to project an old narrative onto something new and go, well, I, I'm in the know this time because this happened before and, and it just makes us feel more in control, I think. I think it does too. And it's interesting when we, when we project our own things on other people, I kind of, we were just having the conversation of why might we, why might someone do that? And it, it happened again recently. I had the podcast episode with Jeff and I had a woman reach out and she said, hey, can I give you some feedback? And I said, absolutely. And she goes, well, I think she basically said, I think Jeff is a narcissist. She goes, first off, I just got out of a 23-year relationship with a narcissist. So that's where, you know, where I'm coming from. But I think Jeff is a narcissist. And she gave me these reasons of why he was, like the things that he said. And I said, well, I appreciate that. Um, I'm with friends who know him and I've met his family and I've met different friends. And so I feel like some people close to me who know me, know him would have like come up with some of those things beforehand. But I did appreciate it because I feel like she's looking out for me, but also she is seeing things through her lens. And when she described it, I go, yeah, I, I can see how you would see it that way. But it's not necessarily the case. Like just because there are similarities are signs that doesn't equal, you know, something. It's just like symptoms of disease, right? You go to a doctor and you could see so many symptoms could be the flu, could be yep. something completely different, right? So I think just because we see symptoms or things that are similarities doesn't mean it's it's the same thing that you've been through. But when I thought about, well, why would she reach out? I go, you know, she was really concerned for me. So I appreciated that. I'm like, you know, she might have saved me years of heart, years of abuse or like heartbreak or something. So I think that we sometimes reach out that way because we want to connect or we want to... We want to feel seen. We want to feel related to or we want to feel like some sort of connection. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. It's like I read this quote a while back and I loved it. And it says, "What we see what we want. And in a way, I do feel like oftentimes it is that I had something similar happen to me. I was posted recently or maybe a few months ago on um, our ability to choose, like ability, not just an abortion, but like ability to choose what we want or how we see things or our, create our reality in some certain way. And that, that's not to say that, you know, certain people start off with less advantages. They start off at different places. They don't have the resources, et cetera. All of that's real. But I was kind of like, we always at the end of the day are in charge of our attitude and our effort, which to me is a truth. That's like a universal truth of wherever you are. Um, and this woman commented, and again, it was very well-meaning and she, you know, it was kind of like a heads up to me. It's what I kind of what I saw it as. And she said, you know, I really like your concept, but often I feel like you are dismissive of populations dealing with mental illness. When someone is depressed, clinically depressed, they really don't have the ability to quote, just choose. And I really appreciated the comment. And I totally saw after looking at it through that lens, exactly what she was talking about. But that wasn't the lens that I was writing from. And so I think sometimes there's a disconnect. So I think we kind of go through the world, looking at it through the lens of the thing that like we suffered through or we overcame. And then that's all we kind of see. So it's weird because we do have blind spots as a result of that. And so if you find yourself, well, first of all, question to you is how does someone know that they're projecting a story that might not be true? Like that woman, like, you know, Jeff is not a narcissist, but that was a very real kind of projection for her, you yeah. know, and very well-meaning obviously too. How do you know if you are maybe, um, what's the word, like inaccurately projecting? Yeah, you're projecting. I think, well, for one, she actually did say before, like she prefaced it with, you know, I just got out of like 23 relationships. So this could be, um, so I think sometimes you do kind of have an idea that you might be, and even for Nat, for my friend with the skin cancer, she's like, I just came from the doctor. So I'm hyper aware. So I think a lot of times we do know that we are possibly projecting. Um, but sometimes those hunches are right, right? Sometimes it is like, oh, let me get this checked out and 
who knows? What if it was something? So I think that we tend to have some kind of awareness that we are, but then we also do need to trust if we're we're telling somebody, hey, this is what I see, and they're just like, it's not, you're going to have to believe them that it's not. Or you just go, okay, they're not ready for that information. You know, if I, if I, if this mark on my arm keeps coming up and keeps coming up and she's like, get it checked out and I'm just not going to, she needs to just leave me alone about it, you know, and let me just deal with my own problem that maybe taking all the skin off my arm. I don't know. But I think we do at some point have to just let people figure things out on their own. You know, you can say, and you can feel like, well, I told you so, but ultimately that's not your job to be worrying about what they're doing and like saving everybody. I think that's it too. Like, I think that's really it. We talk about like the kind of projections or these kind of like preventative measures. We even had an episode on policing your friends in a way. So it's, it's kind of all tied into, let me make sure that like, let me just prevent. And it's like parents, right? If you're listening to this and you're a parent, you're probably like, well, I do know better than my children. So I'm going to try to do everything I can to prevent them from messing up because I don't want them to make the same mistakes quote I made. Right. And so I think that there's, it's very well intentioned to me. That is all about control, which is normal. I think as humans, we like, things to be organized. We like things to be, um, uh, in, we like to feel in control. We like to feel in the know. We like to be included. And the opposite of control in my mind is trust. And that's really what it comes down to is when I find myself. So here's an example, like last week, um, Keith and I were just talking about something and he had something that was frustrating to him, but he didn't bring it up to me and it came out later. And then when it came out, I was like, wow, I didn't know that it was even a thing. So I kind of got scared. I'm like, I don't know if, I don't know that I trust him to share with me his frustrations. And then I immediately went to in my marriage my ex-husband did not bring up things that were frustrations to him. So he grew resentment. And I think that in a way he justified his affair by saying, you know, well, Jill's this way, she's not going to change, you know, whatever, and kind of justified his affair in that way. And I kind of found myself going down that mental rabbit hole of like, oh my God, he's not sharing his frustrations. He's going to resent me. He's going to go to this. And I had to catch myself and go, okay, two different people. And also like, that's not mine to manage. All I can do is just state my preferences, which is, Hey, I'd really appreciate if you brought stuff up to me. And like, I'm going to do my best to like have a response that's going to affirm you bringing things up to me. Um, but at the end of the day, I have to trust, right? I have to trust yeah. that this is a different person. This is a different relationship. Like they're not going to do the same things or I'm not going to be the same way. And I wouldn't to Jade's credit, my ex-husband's credit. If he had brought up some of the things that were frustrations to him, he would not have got a good response from me. I would have been defensive. I would have been overly sensitive. Um, I would not have been able to look at it. I would have been really irrational. So I understand more why he wouldn't have brought things up to me. Now I'm a totally different person. I'm much more available for that. I'd like that conversation to me. It's a service. So that's an example of finding, like catching yourself in the moment and not going down that mental rabbit hole to make it mean 10 more things. Yeah. But to like create an argument of something, somebody I I could see this coming up is, well, Jill, but it happened not just with Jade, but then my next boyfriend and my next boyfriend. So I'm always right. So I want to, I want to say, yeah, I can trust except every single time it's been proven. So I just might as well go down that. Like, how do you you keep choosing those people? Mm -hmm. You know? So like, I think that that, then that comes down to like, what's the common denominator, right? Like, why do you choose then people who, why do I choose people who aren't confrontational or whatever, right? Like that might be a thing. And so you have to ask yourself, okay, if I'm continue to complain about the same thing in all the relationships and I find out that I'm right, you know, I think women, especially we think we do. And I think we probably are more intuitive in general, 
But I think that there is, and I know we went to, we t- wanted to talk about this at one point. I think there's a difference between being intuitive and projecting. There's a difference between being intuitive and uh, making an assumption. And sometimes we think they're the same thing. Yeah. And I think it's because we want to stay safe. So we go, well, I'm just going to assume all these things because then I get to be in the know, stay safe, preempt anything bad happening. And to me, that's control. And oftentimes it's not true. Imagine being on the receiving end of that. Imagine being Keith or whoever and being and just making the person you're with is making the assumption already that you're something that you're not. Yeah. That's completely unfair. Yeah. And it's sabotage. Yeah. It's definitely sabotage. I've seen this happen a lot. I feel like um, especially talking to single women and dating and they make these conclusions immediately like, oh, he's liking another girl's photo. Then he's there for this kind of, yeah, he's a fuck boy. He's this, he's that make a total assumption. Now all guys are. And then the one time, and then they always say this, the one time I decided to let my guard down, it bit me in the ass. So this is why I don't. And I get that, but it's like, did you actually really let your guard down? Did you really did you really um, trust all the way or did you do it with the person who didn't deserve that trust or didn't earn it? So I think that if you are saying to yourself like, yes, but I've done that before. I've tried it and it didn't work. Well, your way's not working either. Right. So. That's, I mean, that's a common denominator, right? It's yeah. like then, okay, then I would say you need to be alone for a time yeah. and spend some time making sure that you're different. Like that's the thing, right? Because like you need to then be different or else you're going to continue to attract the person who's doing this stuff. So like, I would just say it's, it's not, you need to pick different people. It's like, you need to be someone different. Yeah. Why don't you tell the story of the cocaine? <laughs> yeah. I think I had to mention this another <laughs> one, but um, that was really interesting. And it was an example of just someone who, again, had been through something and it was weird. I, I kind of almost feel like it must, it might be spam or something. Anyway, she, she was following me, but I got this message in my other folder on Instagram and it said, hey, Jill, um, I really like your work and I've actually bought a lot of your, a few of your programs. Um, but sometimes I think, I think that you're coked out and I can tell because I've been there too. And then she wrote, don't at me, right? Like don't respond or yep. whatever. Yep. So I'm like, okay, you're telling me you're, I look coked. Out. Yeah, it was, it was a weird thing too. Again, so. With the woman who reached out about the narcissist, I felt like the intention was good and to help. But with the coke thing, I was like, what was the intention there? She was just kind of being mean. Also, Jill's never done cocaine. (laughs) Never done coke. Yeah. And you guys know, like, I'll be honest if I did, you know, it just definitely wasn't. And so that was weird too. But it was interesting because I was like, but then I look back at my stuff and I'm like, what is she talking about? You're like, do I look coked out? I'm like, do I look, what does someone who looked coked out look like? I might as well just do coke if people think I'm already on coke. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. But there is that projection. Yeah. There is the thing. Like we just went to a comedy show this weekend and the guy said he's never done any drugs, never had a single drink in his life. And people are always like, never, like not even once. And he goes, I know I look like the guy who would be doing drugs. I look like the guy who'd be dealing the drugs. And it's funny how we can look at a, a person a certain way or through a certain lens and then just make that assumption. So this woman, you know, she, I guess, was coked out for some time in her life and just decided whatever look on Jill's face. Well, and that's the thing because then I go, okay, why do we do that? Is it because I think we like to feel validated Mm -hmm. in our experience? You know, I think it makes that woman who had mentioned um, about marrying a narcissist, like I can't even imagine the amount of trauma that she must have felt as a result of like being with a relationship for so long with someone like that and being abused. But so I think that there's a, a feeling of solidarity that we get if we can just help someone else not make the mistakes that we did or to connect with the thing that we, that we went through. And so I think that's why we do that. You know, I, I just don't, to your point, I don't always know that it is, um, 
I actually don't know what the the usefulness of it is. Yeah. We look at it rationally, you know, yep. like I get it, but I'm also like, what actual good does it do? I do resonate with that thinking because I remember looking at a lot of girls who are fitness competing and after going through the adrenal fatigue, I'm like, oh, I know exactly what, like they're struggling. They're posting that they're gaining weight. They don't understand. I'm like, I know what's happening. I know what's happening. Like, here's what it is. And I felt like I wanted to help them and like save them. And I think in a way it did make me feel better. Like I went through all this stuff. I spent tens of thousands of dollars on doctors trying to figure it out. Let me just tell you what your problem is. And I think it did make me feel almost, and I didn't do it a ton, but in my head, I, you know, I'd scream at the phone or looking at it like, I know what's happening. But uh, I think it does in a way made me feel like, well, I went through all of this, at least if I went through all that, like I could save someone else. Do you ever think it's positively received? Especially if it's unsolicited. No, I think maybe it sometimes is. I think it can be. It just really depends on how you how you bring it across and your relationship to the person yeah. I don't know that like from a stranger on the internet it's always well it's well received ever yeah I mean uh, but you know I do appreciate and I know you did with that woman who messaged you and the woman who asked me who said mentioned that about the mental illness to on my post I liked it because it gave me something else to think about yes. I've never seen it through that lens yep. and so I was like okay cool like I don't know that I'm gonna like asterisk every single one of my posts to be like but if you're dealing with mental illness this doesn't apply to you sure. like I'm not gonna do that but I appreciated the way that she said it which was you know I really appreciate yourself but sometimes I feel like you're dismissive of this crowd and yeah. I'm like you're not wrong actually because yeah. that's not who I talk to necessarily yeah and then it becomes like is that who you should talk to should you asterisk sure. everything that you ever say or post or whatever to be inclusive in every single different demographic. I don't know what the answer to that is. I think the answer is no, because it's too much. Like you're going to forget somebody at some point. So I don't know if you guys follow JP Sears. He's a comedian uh, in the fitness space, wellness space. You might have seen some of his stuff. He has, he talks about like being ultra spirit. I think he has a book called Being Ultra Spiritual. I think it's Ultra Spiritual, yeah. And he kind of makes fun of a lot of this stuff. So he was doing a little bit on cancel culture and just being offended. And he goes, okay, I'm going to give you an example of how we deal with this. He goes, let's take Michelle Obama. Everyone knows that Michelle Obama is a terrible, horrible person. She just wrote this book called Becoming. And she wrote this book not even thinking about the illiterate people out there and people who can't read are outraged. And so <laughs> it was like he was obviously making so much fun of it, but it's going like, do we have to ask her? It's going, okay, I wrote this book, but people who can't read, this is not for you. Um, people who can't afford a book. Uh, sorry, like you can't buy it. Like there's just, I think there's way too many asterisks to try to uh, accommodate every single person. And we're, we're talking to a general population most of the time or our demographic or our avatar. Yeah. We don't have to talk to everyone. If we have an avatar and they're like single moms raising kids, I don't need to include like the dads Dudes. who don't have children and are right. married or something like right. the, I don't have to be like, well, this doesn't apply to you, 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 you like you should kind of know this doesn't apply to me and not get upset about it. I don't know how to tell you not to get upset about it. But just don't fucking get upset about it. It doesn't apply to you. I know. I saw this post a while back from Erin um, Brown and she said, if it's not about you, it's not about you. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I was like, exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's like, cause I think oftentimes 
we feel attacked by things when like really it's because we'll go, well, that's, I never do that. And it's like, this is a post on the internet yeah. that's being sent out to tens of thousands of people. It It's not a personal attack on like your specific, you know, insufficiency. Like it's literally just being blasted out on the, on the internet. And I think it's a reminder to all of us too, if we're going to make a choice to see things through our lens, to realize that like people might not be talking to us. And if it's not about you, it's not about you. Yeah. I like love that. And I was like, exactly. So I think, you know, if it's something like that if you listen to a podcast about you know Danny's boyfriend or or it's not like I don't I don't think that it's always advised to jump to five different conclusions about it yeah Uh, like Bobby Maximus said it on your interview with him too he goes like some of the stuff about toxic masculinity or things they're talking about men you asked him if he was if that upset him and he's like it's it doesn't pertain to me like I'm not that guy I'm not being a dick uh if I'm not going to be worried about those things when I'm not doing that stuff and it's true we don't need to get so upset over things that we're not it's not about us so I know that we have are different lenses that we see things through. But how do you know when you should or should you ever bring stuff up? So let's just say I'm I'm witnessing something in your relationship and I'm going, oh, my ex used to do that and I see your boyfriend's doing that and I'm not really sure. Like I want to make sure you're my best friend. So I want to make sure that it's that you could see that. But I also have some awareness that I did go through some shit. It is possibly me projecting. I'm not really sure, but I also am seeing some signs. So how do I, or do I just not say anything to you? Or should I bring, should I bring it up to you? Even though I know it might be my own stuff. Yeah. You know, I don't ever think like that accusations, like straight up accusations are ever received well, even from close friends. You know what I mean? Like on straight on the internet, you're kind of like, ah, this person doesn't know me, but like your close friends, I think you'll, I don't know that it's always well received. What I personally would do is, especially because it's your friend, it's someone, you know, who cares about you, who like really wants to make sure that you're okay. I would ask clarifying questions I'd ask additional like follow-up questions so instead of being like well I think you might be dating you know this person because like that's who I was dating and like there's a lot of similarities I think instead of jumping to that conclusion because that can feel really really like um offensive like not offense like not offensive in like a bad way but like on the offense and you're like okay whoa 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 like I didn't even ask for your opinion but I think if you ask questions like oh has he just curious has he ever done this or you know have you guys ever talked about this and like asking those follow-up questions because with that additional clarification it might come out that like it's actually not the same thing. Mm -hmm. So with your friend who was like, have you gotten that checked out? Or like that might be a skin cancer or whatever she was saying, instead of just maybe pointing that out directly, could have said, you know, do you go to the dermatologist regularly? Like that would be a good applicable question having just gotten a skin cancer taken off of your face, right? Like, you know, just curious how often do you go? And then it's like, cool, actually, I've never been. I need to get, you know, that's probably something I should do. I would appreciate that as a friend being like, you know, it might, it's not going to hurt to like go get a full body scan. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. Now I'm more receptive to that, I think. So I do think asking additional questions will help clarify for you if it is really legit thing to bring up or it like wasn't what you thought. Yeah, I like that. I like the asking clarifying questions because I think we can start to worry that sure. if we know we're pro- we might be projecting, like I might be projecting, but this is what I'm seeing because sometimes we're right, you know. Yep. So sometimes those things we're pro- we think we're projecting are a real thing that we're seeing. Sometimes I think we just don't know. So yeah. I like the clarifying. I mean, questions. high level, I don't always know that projecting is um, useful. Mm-hmm. I understand why we do it. But I think if we can recognize, and that's the other thing too, is like you have to have a level of self-awareness to even know what story is yours. You know what I mean? I think sometimes we don't know that that's our story. So we think it's the story. Yeah. 
So the story of all men cheat or we all get skin cancer eventually or like what or, you know, we all try Coke or whatever it is, (laughs) you know, I think you have to know and have awareness of what your storyline is. And so doing some introspection work, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you are that type of person to even know what exactly the story is. And, you know, that's the hard thing about blind spots is we just never know what they are. We can't know what they are. Yeah. You know, so I think um, a a self-awareness and then treading lightly and maybe asking questions instead, because that's the thing is you ask questions, the person might arrive at the conclusion that you were trying to instead get of just, them. yeah, trying sure. to get them to get to anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, he does do that. Or, oh yeah. Like, you know what? I probably should get this thing checked out. It's been changing, you know, on my skin. It's been changing shapes and colors for the last five years. Cool. Yeah. Maybe, I, you know, it's just a good reminder. So you might get the person to arrive at the thing by themselves by asking those follow-up questions. Yep. I like it. I like this stuff. So if y'all have some, any other tips for us or shares, or if you want to project some more things onto us, um, (laughs) you know where to find us. I love to project all my shit on people. Um, Hit us up on the DMs on Instagram, or we can continue the conversation in our private Facebook group at thebestlifepodcast.com. And we would also love if you share it, if you feel like you have a friend who needs to hear this because they're I don't know. Give me a very passive aggressive share. Yeah. Hey, you, I think you'd really like it. Hey, this. this would be really great for you because <laughs> you're always projecting everything yeah. onto me. <laughs> yeah. Passive aggressively share this episode. We love that. And uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs>